Helen Simon Brothers, we're back once again, and after five o'clock on the show, very exciting. James Vanderbeek, who was Dawson on on Dawson's Creek, joins us. He's got a brand new show coming I'm soon. On the way Thank you, Tommy. Right. <laughs> no one even knows the second line to that song. Eh? Every time you say this afternoon, I'm going to play it. Okay, oh, I can't wait to 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 have hear that many times before we talk to the guy from Dawson's Creek. So 10 grand to give away after 4 o'clock on the show. Uh, but next, before the show, we uh, had a bit of fun at Sharon Casey's Expense. Oh, we, yeah. Well, this will be, be great for everybody that likes when bad stuff happens to me. Yeah, have a listen to this. Let's go over this one here because there's quite a big oh, bill. I feel kind of naughty. He's, got, he's got a shirt here on the wall. His... How does that turn bad? How does something innocent like that turn bad? Yeah. Johnny, Ben and Sharon. On the edge. I was talking about how uh, the people that used to work here, they used to, uh, if the boss ever left his office unlocked, he used to go through through all the stuff on uh, the boss's desk and find, like, the most scandalous stuff, like people's pay slips, all that sort of stuff, and then he'd tell us about it. It was scandalous oh, the things is, they yeah. found out. So this is when you and uh, your friend were working on the night show. Yeah. Don't try and say it was a friend. It was you. You were snooping through the boss's desk trying to find no, out information. No, someone else. But I, 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 I mean, work, I may have been there, but I was saying, don't do that. I used to work nights oh. on a radio station. You could push the roof tiles through the roof oh, yeah. and climb over the wall. Into yeah. the boss's really? office. You're Not the... that I ever did that. <laughs> Why would I do that? We are the... But, you, but you, it could be done. Do you know what? You blow cover, though, because one time our boss... Well, that's what we used to do, to break into the boss's office, and mm. then uh, the boss locked his keys out once, and my co-host at the time, Brad, was like, oh, I can get them easy, and just, like, popped through, and everyone's looking at him like, that was way too easy. How did you know how to do that? <laughs> so we're after your calls of what you found when you've been snooping through the office. Not, uh, yeah, anywhere in the office. What have you yeah. discovered? Oh, 800 The Edge is the number. But uh, before the show, we thought... Let's, oh, you'd have a laugh. Yeah, let's add something special to this. So we'd organised uh, Ben and Sharon to go into our boss, Ryan's office, to just see what they could find if they went for a snoop. Ryan had just finished a meeting. He was out of the office. It was quite interesting what we found. So well, that's is, right. This is the first part of what happened. Let's go over this one here because there's quite a big oh, bill. I feel kind of naughty. He's, got, he's a got a shirt bill. here on the wall. His credit card statement. He spends a lot of money on pizza. Pizza and cabs. And cabs and alcohol. I reckon he's definitely ripping the country the company off. In the drawer, he's got some medication, a Viagra. Is it Viagra? Is <laughs> <laughs> really? He's got Viagra. Is it? No, he is not. He's got Viagra. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Uh, he's got a list. He's got a... Over here? Interesting list of things. Yeah, I think that's pretty much everything that we've found. So that list, what what Ben and myself had planted on that list on Ryan's desk, our boss's desk. You're was, so mean. We got Ryan to write out a note to leave on his desk, a list, a list of things to do on his desk, right? Yeah, and the note said, Jono and Ben going to opposition radio station. It had Jono and Ben going to ZM meet with Sharon. <laughs> oh. So that's what was, that was one on of the things and amongst other things on his notepad. Very, but I loved it's your... very hard to find co-hosts these days. <laughs> I loved your professionalism. You carried on. You You're didn't like, say anything in the moment. You didn't say anything in the moment. So, so that and was... we found everything. I knew you'd seen it, but you didn't say anything because you were just looking at me like with daggers in your eyes. Well, and I was like... everyone in the office was also staring at me. <laughs> okay, and then so um, there was a bit of awkwardness, wasn't there? Yeah, and well... then Sharon came back into the studio have a listen to her reaction. Is it all good? Yeah, it's all right. It's, yeah, there wasn't much in there, really. Well, not overly f***ing great, to be honest. What? Did you not see the list on his desk? What, the the radio, like... No, there's a f***ing list on his desk saying how you guys are having a meeting about going to ZM, and that he has to talk to me about it. 
What? It says John O'Keefe going to ZM chat to shares. Well, we're gonna like. Well, um, no, we haven't. Well, that we've been talking. Like, well, nothing's nothing set in stone or anything. We're just gonna have a bit of a talk to you about it later. But I guess. Like, why would he just? Why would he just? Be, why would he be talking to me? Why wouldn't you be talking to me? Well, because we were we were just gonna wait for him to but make it official. Why would you tell me? <laughs> If you're my friends, yeah, no. If yeah, they were right. talking to me, I'd tell you. I wouldn't get my boss to tell you. That's a bit weird, don't you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah you're probably right. right. Well, we weird. just wanted to do it officially, so yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was a weird way for you to find out. So sorry. <laughs> I don't think it's that funny. It's a little bit funny though. It's There's funny a little bit. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit funny. A little bit funny though. Well, anyone would think that. Someone had gone in there before we went and recorded that bit and written it on a piece of paper. No. For you to see. Not like anyone would think. Anyone would think that. It we may have organised it with Ryan the boss. Anyone would think that Ben might have spoken to Ryan <laughs> and got it to write it down. Good, because it's definitely not true. We definitely weren't testing the waters or anything. There you go. Catch the video on the old uh, Oh, great. I'm so glad there's a page. video of it. There you go, Sharon. I like how you keep your, your composure under those situations. <laughs> well, I, was, I was just very hurt that you wouldn't tell me yourselves. And also very hurt that I hadn't been asked. Okay, what have you found when you've been snooping around the workplace? Teresa. Hello. What a, oh, hello. hello. Now, Teresa, I've, Why, heard, hello. I've heard yours and it is saucy. So fill everybody else in. Okay, about oh, 10 or 11 years ago, I was um, working in a law firm and I decided to have a clean-up of all the computer files and looked through my boss's folder and uh, found a lot of Asian porn. Ooh! <laughs> I, went with the, I went with this guy in Masterton and when he left, um, they were, like, shutting down all his folders and it was just gigabytes and gigabytes Riddled. of oh, really? stuff. Yeah, it was crazy. Did, did you, doing it on the work on the work network is always... That's a risky... That that's is a risky. risky. And did you, did you talk to him about it? Did you let him know that you saw it or anything? No, I let all the girls know, but I definitely didn't confront him. Wowzers, that <laughs> and is... And then I walked in on a different boss at a different law firm. He was, um, had his door shut one day and I walked in and, yeah, he was watching porn. Wow, I just don't understand. Like, if you're going to do it, fine, but it just seems so dangerous to do it at work. Maybe that's what makes it exciting, I, I bet guess. He would just be possum headlight situation. Hester, how are you, buddy? You all right? Hey, good, thanks. How are you? Good to have you on the phone. We're doing really well. Workplace snooping, what did you find? Um, I was snooping in my boss's schedule and saw a whole bunch of ultrasounds and blood tests booked and realised she was pregnant. Oh, no. Oh, jeez. So how long, how long did you have to pretend not to know for? Um, she didn't tell anyone at the company until a few months before she went on maternity leave, so I had to keep it a secret for, like, from her as well, for, like, six months. Oh, so, so when you found out, let's just, let's just test your acting to see if you were convincing. Hey, Hester, it's your boss here, mate. How are you? Good, good. I don't know why I introduced myself as your boss. You clearly know my role in the company. Hey, I've got some news to tell you. I'm going to be taking time off. I'm pregnant. Oh, my goodness. What? Wow. She's, wow, that's good. That's great. You didn't it's know this good. information, did it's you? pretty good. <laughs> oh, no, she's giving it away she's now. 
Hey, here's to it. Why don't you hold the line, babe? Because we're going to hook you up with our Edge Must Have this week. It's a cover girl set, including the new So Lashy Mascara. Yay, awesome, thanks. No worries, you can get the bold, dark, voluminous lashes you've always dreamed of. Have you been dreaming of those bold, dark, voluminous lashes, Hester? <laughs> um. Because if no. you have, that's quite a weird dream. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Once okay. Again, she fades out all good. <laughs> <laughs> the poker face is no good. Johnny Ben and Sharon. On the edge. Ben uh, let down uh, his daughter and he let down the nation on the weekend oh. when he would not... Stop reminding me. ...stay in the arcade, <laughs> the time zone arcade, long enough to win 5,000 tickets so she mm. could have a hatch from the prize wall. We've been in there an hour. We got 75 tickets. We were, we were 4,925 mm-hmm. tickets short. Okay. Now... I think, spent 20 bucks. I think this is the part of the week where Sharon, you and I, we have to take the, uh, the hatch by the horns. Do yes. they have horns? Yeah. Oh, oh. Have they yeah. got ears? Have they got something I, I can grab? Yeah, can, can I just grab onto something on yeah, the Hatchimal? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. the Take the Hatchimal by the balls. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have they got those? I don't know. I don't know if they've got balls. Not sure. hey, just, yeah. Take the Hatchimal by the gonna... AA batteries. Yes, great, perfect. Great. Okay, great. Perfect. Uh, I think we need to pull a heist on time zone. Okay, yes, I this love this idea. What do you mean pull a heist? Pull a heist, pull a heist. Break in there. At oh, 3 o'clock in the morning, we break in there. Yeah. And they're not looking. Mm-hmm. Balaclavas. No. And we take, we steal the Hatchimal. Oh, no. Or oh, you could just go in and win tickets legitimately. Night vision goggles. We need night vision goggles. No, win the tickets legitimately. I like the illegal version where we break and enter. Mm. No. It'll look good. It'll look like spy kids, but like. Like adults. Like, but except adults. Except wasting, adults, yeah. Wasting their time as spy kids. Yeah, and it's, there's one like right next to a Denny's, so we can go to Denny's after. No, we just go in legitimately. We win the tickets Legitimately after dark. We're doing this for you, Ben. We're doing this for you. I don't want to be involved in anything oh, like that. I see what he's doing here. He's documenting that he's not involved. Okay. But, but he'll do it. He, he will do, do it. it. I don't want to do the heist. He don't make, the don't charge. Call, I don't know who you're calling. I'm calling, well, I'm calling time zone because it's only fair that we... Uh, let them, we them know about the heist. It's the polite thing to do. <laughs> I don't think Clooney did this. No, she's 11. Welcome to Extreme. You're speaking with Crystal. Good on. Okay. Is that time zone? You want time zone? Yeah, we got the time zone arcade. We do? <laughs> got, any, got any tickets? Oh We're coming for your tickets. Hide your tickets. Hide your wife. Hide your kids. <laughs> We're gonna come and. S- I don't know why I'm doing this. This is your thing, Ben. Yeah, but the, the voice, the silly voice, away. wasn't my Do thing. Don't Should... say my name now. You're incriminating me. We're coming in. We're coming in. Take you down. Take oh it down, time zone. You guys are shocking. Time zone, can we pull out of this? Do, right, some, do some heavy breathing. Lots of doors are coming for you. Look, <laughs> the warning's been sent. Oh, jeez, I'm sorry you had to be uh, sitting through this. Shh, ben, you're not good at this criminal stuff. <laughs> okay. No, why do we say the warning? We just want to say we want to come okay, no. in and we want to... Shut up, you pussy. We, we want to win 5,000 tickets. And we want to get toy, a toy for my daughter. Give us 5,000 tickets and a hatch while always stealing the, <laughs> the claw, claw machine. machine. <laughs> <laughs> do, you your, do you want your claw machine back? It's going to cost you 5,000 tickets. <laughs> no, my we're gonna, God. We're going to come in. We're going to win the tickets nicely and fairly. And we're going to walk away and everyone's going to be happy. <laughs> oh okay, God. this is getting weird. Sorry about this cool time zone. We'd love to come out and uh, try and win a toy legitimately. Perfect. That sounds good. Great. Yeah, oh, well, you can probably just deal with now, me, lady. Ben, from now on. 
one and not the other two that put on the uh, weird voices. Please delete any evidence of this conversation. Oh, I, I wasn't recording. I hope you were. <laughs> John Ben and Sharon. On the edge. John Ben and Sharon. I want to talk to my mates, Sharon and Jono. He's saying That's that because he knows if he doesn't call us his mates, yeah, it's, it's harder for us to rip him out. <laughs> That's right. So I'm coming to my friends here for some advice. Oh, there he goes. Okay. I can't wait to hear the story. I Give hope us the topic. What is the topic? It's about, about candles. Oh, oh that sounds like it's going to be as good as that time when he told that story <laughs> about, about the supermarket the in supermarket, yeah. I didn't even get to, get to tell my story. You just paid me out about the supermarket car park. Okay, well, what happened? Okay, so last candle? night I was home by myself for a little bit while the family were out doing something. So I was cooking my own dinner. Mm. Right, that's fine. You know, and I was like, well, let's, before the family come back in, I saw a candle on the windowsill in the kitchen. I was like, maybe I'll light a candle, just get rid of the smells. You know, make it smell nice for the family. What were you doing while they were gone? Well, nothing. I was, just, <laughs> I was just cooking a nice dinner. And oh, I thought, okay. you know, why not? I was cleaning up. I was like, light this candle. What a romantic setting. I thought, yeah, just I can imagine being romantic. with a, <laughs> a like deep, were... dark calf's have a lovely, rich winter casserole. Sound like you were beating the old crocodile. <laughs> no, no. Lying so, on the sheepskin so, rug in no, front of the fire. I was all above board, but um, so Amanda, my baby mama, comes home last um, last night, and I was thinking it was great. She's like, what up, babe? <laughs> <laughs> I had a blood day, honey. <laughs> I thought I was in a good spot. You know, I cleaned up all the dishes, the candle was still going, everything's all great. And she's like, oh. And I was like, oh, what's this? She's like... You lit the candle. She's like, why you be lighting that candle, babe? <laughs> and, she, and she was... <laughs> I don't know if this is... Is that your baby mama voice? <laughs> you be lighting that candle all the time. <laughs> it sounds like a sassy Cartman. <laughs> okay. So I got into trouble, basically, long story short, for lighting a candle that was sitting out of its box yeah. on the windowsill. Yeah. Whose candle was it? It was Amanda's candle, but she's like, oh, that was a, that was a birthday gift. I was saving that candle. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> and I was like, saving candles. Yeah, saving it for what? Because you want to be the first person that lights it. And who? But, but put it in a, the, I was like, well, put it in a cupboard or something. Well, like, just if you don't, don't want me to something. light it, keep it in its box, keep it in the cupboard. You've got it on the windowsill. Why can't I light this candle? Why am I in trouble for lighting a candle? Don't touch something that you didn't get, mate. It's a candle. You're yeah. <laughs> who gets meant to be lit? <laughs> what yeah, else is it there for? Lit by the owner, not lit by like someone that just wants to have a She's romantic like, I didn't want night to light with that themselves. Candle. I was like, well, why would you not want to light that candle? That's what that candle's for. Well, I've spoken what. about my hatred of candles before. I've been gifted so many candles. I have a cupboard load of candles. <laughs> well, see, and I wouldn't well, light candles and beach towels. I wouldn't light your candles because they're in the cupboard. But if you had Thank that you candle can. on the bench, <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's just get the, the place smelling. All Ben wanted offense. to do was do something nice in a hope of getting a lucky surprise when he went to bed. But, but I no. got in trouble for he lighting a trouble. candle. Do you know what? Sometimes girls just do that because they know you're just trying to get laid and they're like, oh, for goodness sake, I'm going to get a fight with them so I don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to get in a fight with them so I don't have to fall out. <laughs> 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 okay, that makes a lot of sense now. <laughs> that's, uh, I, I think you'll find that's what she was doing. Oh, thank you, sure. She walked in, she saw the candle, and he was like, oh, great. Uh, what can I have a fight with him about so I can avoid this situation? John O'Ben and Sharon. On the edge. John, you want to you talk about something? So, where you go, the floor is yours. Oh, my God, no. He is one, don't let him. He's one of these annoying people that's just started going to the gym he and now an their lives person. changed. Yeah, nice. Well, good, I'm glad. No, let's encourage him because he Thanks, needs to. Ben. Thanks. He just basically fat shamed him in a positive I mean, yeah. way. <laughs> <laughs> Real double edged sword that one. Okay, Paleo Mike, what have you been doing? Well, I've been going on the, you know, the stepper We get your arms and your legs go at the same time. Uh, the bang, cross, bang, 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 cross yeah. training. Yeah. Feel my bum. Ben, feel my bum. <laughs> feel it. Ben, go feel it. Come on, go feel Jono's butt. Have a squeeze. Have a squeeze. Usually, tell me if this feels like a cross trainer bum. Because usually Jono's got like a little ghetto booty. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, that's quite yeah. good, isn't it? Yeah. Feeling firm? Like it. I yeah. never get to touch yeah, give us bum. Some, give us some honest feedback on that bum. I felt good. Pert. 
Thanks. There you go. Would you say it was more a hard courgette or a squishy courgette? I can't even picture what a courgette is right now in my head. Listen, it's an avocado. <laughs> An avocado that's been sitting in your fruit bowl for five days right now. Oh, yeah. One that's got all manky and brown. <laughs> Soon it'll be a one day avo. That's a shame because I paid a lot for it, but I really need to throw it out. That's Aww. what you're thinking. Okay, so, uh, yeah, I've gone to the gym twice. <laughs> How has your life changed? <laughs> so I'm quite surprised that my butt feels nice and firm. Oh, it felt, felt great. Yeah, my life's been alright. I got some skins. I've been wandering did around in skins. Did you get skins? Did yeah, you, I got some skins. There's a guy at my gym. I love skins. Skins, skins make you look like business time, don't they? <laughs> there's a guy at my gym that just wears some uh, wears the leggings ones with no shorts over the top. You, you need do, to wear shorts over the top. Do you do I think. that? Is a rule for the skins? No, that's for just guys, like, that's just like hey. a lady wearing pantyhose, isn't it? You need you do need some form of coverage over the top of the skins. You could probably get away with it. If someone turns up, if someone turns up in a physical environment wearing skins, you're like, oh, this this person means business. Especially when you play, they used to play touch rugby, and when guys turn up with skins, you're like, you better be good, mate. And normally they were. Yeah, good. <laughs> it's a bit different for me when I turn up at the gym with skins and my gut's like poking out of the, <laughs> of the skins top. Yeah. I, thought this, I thought the skins would like suck in everything, you know? I thought that was the purpose of them. No, you've got sp- skins. What is the purpose of skins? Why am I wearing them? I don't even know. You've got skins types. and spanks. Yeah. Uh, confused. That's your problem. Uh, you need some spanks. Sp- help with the recovery, yeah. help your muscles, that sort of thing. Yeah. Compression and what are, they com- what are they tightening your muscles? Are they? Oh, just helping. Support, mate. They sound like a load of ben shit. Ben has mate. no idea what. Nobody knows what they do. They just know that all blacks wear them, and they so everyone good. wants to wear them now. They look great. Yeah. They look. I'm sure they serve a purpose. I think this is increase. Should find out what the purpose is. Okay. Well, let's find a sports outlet. Sharon, we'll call uh, Sterling Sports. Sterling Sports has had a resurgence, haven't they? They sort of disappeared for a while. They oh, come back great. with a, come back with a bang. I could be the uh, official face of a new range of saggy skins. I don't think. Wrinkly skins. Ask him to do that. <laughs> Sports Limbo, Sarah speaking. Sarah, hello, welcome. It's John Ben, and Sharon here from The Edge. Hi. What the hell do skins do? What are skins? What are they doing? I've bought some. I know I look fantastic in them. <laughs> what are the, what's the purpose of them? Well, they uh, they help you with your recovery and playing sport. They help you with the build-up of lactic, lactic acid and they help your muscles recover. I thought I just looked fantastic and oh, they also help you look great. good too. Look yeah. great, absolutely. <laughs> what's your theory on gentlemen in particular who just wear the skins tights with no shorts over Ooh. the top? Personally, it's not not my choice. Um, it's a bit looks a bit sexual, really, doesn't it? I've yeah. probably put some shorts over top. When Jono wears his, he looks like a um, a sexual smurf. The one that got banished from the Smith Village. He's, he's not Papa Smurf, he's Daddy Smurf. <laughs> <laughs> Banish from the. You gotta do you Smurf bad. off, mate. That's what Papa Smurf said. <laughs> hey, well, thank you. We got to the bottom of that. No problem, guys. The tight bottom of that. Exactly. Exactly. The tight bottom. You feel yeah. my bottom begin, oh, Ben? Do it again. <laughs> like a seven day old avocado. John O'Ben and Sharon. On the edge. This is very exciting. He played Dawson on the TV show Dawson's Creek. Took the piss out of himself in the very funny Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment 23 and now has a hilarious new series coming to Viceland where he plays DJ Diplo. Oh, good. You stop playing the music. We don't want him to hear us playing the music. <laughs> the show's called what, what, what Would Diplo Do? His name is James Vanderbeek. How you doing? I'm good. How you guys doing? Oh, we are pumped. Pumped, mate. Pumped to have you on the phone, and I'm sure you're just as pumped, James. A lot of pumping going on. I lots of pumping. A lot of mutual pumping everywhere. <laughs> yeah, good, good, good. <laughs> sorry, that started the interview on a weird note. I'm sorry, James. That got weird really quick. That's okay. We'll cover. That's how we roll. Now, we've got you on the show today because you have got a new TV show which is starting on Viceland here in New Zealand. It's called What Would Diplo Do? And I'm sure that everyone's first question is, what does Diplo think of this show? 
I don't know. We'll find out. He's one of the producers yeah. of the show, though, right? Yeah, yeah. He's an executive producer. This whole thing, believe it or not, was done uh, with his blessing. He is totally down to take the piss out of himself and out of DJs and DJ culture and uh, gave us total carte blanche to just go ahead make him look completely ridiculous and, you know, have a laugh and it just makes this crazy, whacked-out experiment of a TV show. Well, James, you play Diplo in the series and with the greatest of respect, you, yeah. you come across like a bit of a dumbass. Like, you, you play him as a bit of a dumbass. Well, you know, we made him selectively dumb. Uh, <laughs> you know, when, when, when the fun thing about this character is uh, you could give him a superpower, which is, in this case, is musical genius, right? <laughs> and then the fun part, comedically, is to give him blind spots that most people don't have, like one-on-one -on -one relationships, determining fantasy from reality, vocabulary. These are some of the things that, that we just found, you know, kind of comedically were, were gold for us. Um, and you, just, you, you work in that opposition like that. Because I liked the description that you made, uh, EDM Jesus, uh, real-life dumbass. That's kind of, a, that's kind of a, a good description, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, we wanted to, you know, I wanted to do something thoughtful. So, you know, in the writer's room, we had these very long philosophical conversations about life and truth and its meaning, and then we would just layer stupidity on top of that. My pitch to the network was basically like, life lessons through the eyes of a clown. If you just joined us, we're talking to James Van Der Beek. He was Dawson on Dawson's Creek, and he's got a brand new series on Viceland. It looks very, very funny. It's called What Would Diplo Do? Do you feel that you now have to say all this kind stuff after mercilessly <laughs> taking the piss out of the guy? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I genuinely like the guy. Like, the, you know, I mean, I didn't hang out with him a ton, but if I really despised him, it, I don't think the show would work. You yeah. know, there's got to be there's got to be some affection for the for the guy you're sending up. Have you ever been to a party at his house? Because we were in LA when the Grammys were on, and I stupidly went to bed, whereas all the people I was with ended up going to a party at his house. And apparently, it was just full of lasers and performers, and the music was amazing, and smoke machines and drinks everywhere. It sounded amazing. Have you been? I have not been to one of those. I, I got four kids myself, so I'm not, I'm not hanging out at Diplo's house. Oh, oh hang out! Oh, oh, yeah. Hang out with the lasers, mate. <laughs> hang out with the it smoke machines. So fun. <laughs> it sounds so fun. pretty epic. <laughs> Like, kids, we're off to Diplo's house for the day today. <laughs> Get a babysitter. On the show, you asked the question if DJs are just basically posers pu pushing buttons is one of the things I saw in the trailer. But do you reckon yeah. you could actually DJ a show like Diplo for 60,000 people? You reckon after doing it, you could do that now? Well, you know, we did. We threw me up on stage. We just swapped me out for him at two different shows. <laughs> Um, and one of which, the first time we did it, I was actually behind the board. And the answer to that question very succinctly is no. I don't think I could do it, honestly. And this is the weird thing that I discovered, too, is that, like, it can't be all about the DJ. If it's a DJ who's got his hands in the air, like, hey, worship me, the only person having, in, you know, enjoying that is the DJ. <laughs> <laughs> the, a lot of people um, say that about radio announcing, you know. too. They're like, how can you annoyingly talk over the intros of all our favourite <laughs> songs? How do you do it? It's quite a skill. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Got James Van Der Beek with us, uh, new Viceland series, What Would Diplo Do, uh, starting very shortly. Now you're on the press circuit. One of the biggest stories about Diplo in the last few months was how Katy Perry rated him um, third in, like, uh, three celebrity dudes that she'd slept with. Did he call you up and be like, hey, James, I'm going to need you in your interviews to be like, Diplo's really good in bed, guys. <laughs> You know, I never did get a call about that. I like his response, which 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 was that uh, he, he posted, uh, yo, I won the bronze in the Sex Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> bronze in the Sex Olympics. Hey, well, that's happy. New Zealand always comes forth. It's well, a nightmare. Well, it does sound like that, though. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs>
and Sharon. On the edge. And still joining us on the phone is James Vanderbeek. He's gone from playing Dawson in Dawson's Creek to now DJ Diplo in Viceland's hilarious new series, What Would Diplo Do, starting in September. Is this your favourite TV show that you've made in your career so far? Because I was a huge, huge fan of Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment 23. I know that you were as well, Ben. And yeah. I was gutted when it ended. But, like, oh, what was your favourite TV show that you've made? Because you've made some pretty famous ones, obviously. Oh, thank you. I mean, this one is the most fun just because I, I wrote it and I was involved in so much of pre-production and editing and sound mixes and video effect, visual effects and and all that. What matters a lot too is like kind of is the character's skin fun to be in. And you know, the one thing that uh, I think Diplo and like the fake version of me had in common is there's very little shame in either one of those two characters. Speaking of shame, in the, in the trailer that I watched, you were actually nude in a hotel corridor. Was there any shame that day? It did get a little awkward when the hotel, for some unknown reason, we had the entire hallway cleared out and booked out, except for one room, and there's this elderly couple <laughs> in the hotel room. <laughs> and the, and they came out in the middle of it, and I think we're very, very confused. Were you were you butt naked, or were you sort of having a modesty sort of pouch? I had some strategically placed fabric. <laughs> okay. James, can you please uh, explain this to me? Because I've seen a lot of uh, I've seen a lot of movies, and I've seen a lot of modesty socks being used. How the heck does that work? Because it's yes. it's not, where does it connect? Does it does it like clip onto your pubes? Like I don't understand <laughs> how the modesty sock works. Because it's not coming around the back like a g-string. Well, uh, it depends. Some of them have a uh, what I would call a possibly a waistband. Right. It actually goes around almost like a chin strap, but it huh. goes around the small of your back. Other times, you know, I've heard about people using double stick tape. I'm not sure how that works. We did that on our TV show, um, and it, it is not fun to take off. I'll tell uh. you that for free. Have you ever had gaffer tape? Have you ever had yeah. gaffer tape attached to your pubic hair? Yeah. A nightmare to remove. Although you give yourself a nice wax at the same time. Exactly. You know, I I, I will applaud you guys. That is the first time I've ever been asked that question. We just, well, we just, I, it confuses me. To my pubic hair. So, <laughs> yeah, applaud. Yeah, good. But okay, come to New Zealand, Woo! mate. We may not have big budgets, but we've got a lot of gaffer tape. Okay. Have <laughs> you just joined us? We're talking to James Vanderbeek. He was Dawson on Dawson's Creek, and he's got a brand new series on Viceland. It looks very, very funny. It's called What Would Diplo Do? We don't have much time left with you, but we have to ask you. We're, we're allowed to ask like three Dawson's Creek questions, so can we ask you one each? Uh, go for it. Oh okay. my God, I thought he hung up then. I was like, oh my God, we've annoyed James Vanderbeek. Here's my question. Here's my question. That would have been awesome if I, I just peeked out. I just peeked out and hung up the phone. That would have been amazing. <laughs> okay. First question, how do you spell Dawson? <laughs> is, is that a waste of a question? Yes! <laughs> Sorry. I like that question. See if you can do it. D-A-W-S-O-N. Oh, yeah. It's one okay. down, one down. On a scale of one to f*** off, how <laughs> sick are you being asked if there's going to be a Dawson's Creek reunion? The f*** off. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. And oh, Ben, this I, is all on you, mate. Well, I just <laughs> want to ask, uh, Katie Holmes, who was on Dawson's Creeks, is now in an Air New Zealand safety video for our country, for our airline. Would you like to be in one of those? Is she really? Yeah. Like telling you how to buckle your seatbelt? Yeah. Can we, can we say? Right. Can we say it's bloody atrocious? <laughs> Her and Cuba Gooding Jr. are in it. <laughs> I have to see this. Yeah, oh no, yeah. Google Google Air New Zealand safety video, and you'll 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 just be left wondering why on earth are Cuba Gooding Jr. and Katie Holmes in an airline safety what video? Why did I just watch for three and a half minutes? You'll be ringing to give her a cameo well, real fast. That's amazing. I guess the only question I would have is how much does it pay? <laughs> well, that 
was what I thought. I was like, it either pays really well or she's going to sit back and be like, and I thought marrying Tom Cruise was the real down in my life. <laughs> oh, hey, hey. James, it has been awesome to talk to you this afternoon and if everyone wants to check out your new show, What Would Diplo Do? It is on Viceland. If you could sell it to all of our listeners right now in one sentence, what would it be? It's a crazy, whacked out experiment and I don't think there's anything else like it on TV. Oh, there we go. Well, James, we'd love, you ha- love to have you down in New Zealand one day so we can gaffer tape your pubes, my friend. <laughs> Lovely talking with you. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a lot of fun, guys. Thank you. Thanks, yeah. Good on you, James. What a great guy. What a great guy. Don't forget to catch him in What Would Diplo Do in Viceland in September. James Vanderbeek, what a, what a, what a guy. What a guy. He's cool. John O'Ben and Sharon. On the edge. Now, this week I've been banging on about the fact that I took my daughter to the arcade in the weekend, didn't get enough tickets to win her the toy that she wanted from the arcade place. It was a Hatchimal, wasn't it? It was a Hatchimal. Anyone yeah. would think that you just keep talking about it so that the Hatchimal people <laughs> hear it and send you a free Hatchimal. That would be lovely. And my daughter might want one as well. Instead, <laughs> instead, no one has come through. No. Not so one now one Hatchimal. We are forced to keep talking about it, but we've hatched a plan. We've hatched uh, a plan. <laughs> you beat me to that gag. <laughs> <laughs> Both of your lips are like, <laughs> Both are going at the same time. Problem is, problem is, uh, they cost 5,000 tickets from the arcade. This is the issue that we're faced with. We've phoned the arcade early in the show and said, yeah, we're coming to take you out. We're taking you down. Which I don't know if... That's quite a polite way to say you're going to take someone down. I'm sure bank robbers don't phone the bloody ANZ and go, <laughs> hey, FYI, we're coming to take you down. <laughs> but we did well, maybe that. sometimes. Yeah. But part of the plan is to collect tickets from around the country because a lot of people just walk away from the arcades with heaps of spare tickets, yeah, don't they? Because like you'll, you'll win a whole lot of tickets and then you go to spend them and you realise that you haven't won enough tickets to buy anything and then mm. they just sit at home and they just don't do anything. So I reckon if, if people have got those sorts of tickets, then they could send them to us and we can put them towards the Hatchimal. If this plea hasn't pulled at your heartstrings, maybe this will. While you go about your day looking at those funny memes of Donald Trump staring at the eclipse, a little girl waits. While you go looking around your neighborhood for all those horny single people who are conveniently in your area, a little girl waits. Rugby league cards? How about those? While you stand at the petrol pump with the petrol thing sitting in your gas hole and the fucking attendant won't release the pump because it's on prepay and he doesn't trust you, a little girl waits. She waits and hopes that one day her dad may love her and win her that unachievable toy from the arcade prize wall. That's 5,000 tickets. I For the cost of only 5,000 novelty arcade tickets, you can save a little girl. Save her from thinking her dad isn't a complete tight ass. So please, donate your arcade tickets to the Sienna Boyce Ticket Amnesty at the Sienna Boyce Ticket Amnesty, P.O. Box 47560, Ponsonby, Auckland. Do your part, New Zealand. 5,000 tickets is all it takes to buy a little girl a toy that you could get for a quarter of the price at a normal retailer. That's wow, that's going to get that. go about your day, oh. Oh. looking at those <laughs> funny memes of Donald Trump staring. <laughs> I didn't hit the first time. Oh. I thought I'd play it twice. Repetition builds reputation. Well, I think that that really seals the deal. If you would like to send us your spare tickets, send them to The Edge, private bag, 47560, Auckland. 
That was another fine John O'Bean and Sharon podcast. If you need more of them in your life, try the John O'Bean and Sharon 24-7 channel on the Rover app and listen live on the edge three till seven weekdays.